the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back for hour two at 6.06 as we kick off the America First weekend shows here on 710 KNUS. And, of course, we close her down on Sundays with the historic Backbone Radio, Dr. Matt Dunn. Talking with him today, and he will be back live as he was last week, which is always a thing to look forward to. Don't miss Backbone Radio, 4 to 7 p.m. on 710 KNUS. Text messages are just pouring in tonight, and this one is... Yeah, it's a bit profound. It is very scary that reports show U.S. is short on weapons, short on recruits, with the closing of recruiting offices due to scared men over things like forced vaccines and being forced to act like it is acceptable and normal to be around men who think they are women. Some of the recordings you can find of the garbage and nonsense being put out by the U.S. woke military uh, besides embarrassing, it is terrifying. Why would anyone with a, the spirit to step up and defend this country want to suck themselves into this situation right now, and especially under an oatmeal-brained, touchy-feely, creepy, putative president? It's just not surprising at all. Boys are not being raised as boys and men, it says here on this text as well. All right. Um to go back, uh, Jay and I were talking about the the military equipment that was left in Afghanistan, and a texter said we left $85 million worth there and also mentioned the Bagram Air Force Base. And Jay and I questioned that number. So I went back and looked, and this is from CNN back in April of 22, just last year. And can you believe how much damage has been done just in the last year and a half or two years. It's incredible. But CNN, no no friend to people who despise how Biden handles some of the most important things, including the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which they tried to blame on Trump. And, and I heard some radio personalities agreeing, yeah, he's the one who set the schedule. Just so little nuance to dumb statements like that. But here's what CNN said at the time. The U.S. gave a total of $18.6 billion of equipment to the Afghan National Defense and Security Forces from 2005 to August 2021. Of that total, equipment worth $7.12 billion, that's $7 billion, $120 million of military equipment, top-notch stuff, things that provided advantages to American special forces and military forces like tremendous night vision goggles were left there for the terrorists. And you know some of that's going to be showing up when, if and when our men get into battle or they'll be used against Israeli defense forces or other armies and, and military personnel that are trying to defend their homeland and defending, you know, whatever it is, $7.12 billion, including aircraft, air-to-ground munitions like shoulder-fired missiles, military vehicles, 
weapons, communications equipment, and other materials, according to a report from the Department of Defense. And do you trust that? I would guess that if they're saying we left $7.12 billion, that they're underselling that as well. I mean, it is just just disgusting, just crazy. Another texter thinks Trump came out and said that we left $85 billion. Well, I don't know. Now, where does that number come from? A bunch of people are saying so. I don't know. Well, I'll dig into that more in a little while. Our phone number here, 303-696-1971, 696-1971. I had promised Jay that I would break down this almost 60, not $6 billion, but almost $60 billion that the Biden administration has made available to Iran and its terrorist arms, uh, its terrorist wings of their mass plan for the Middle East and for their domination of the world. And and I will do that. But my tired, wandering mind tonight forgot to finish the story and tell you some of the disgusting details about Colorado State Representative Tim Hernandez. So we'll play this one more time just to reset the story, and we'll get this one out of the way right now. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you're protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said... Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer. And every, I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual three position is Yeah, the three people that are going to watch your BS video turned into, I believe, 12 million at last count. He could not condemn women, children, and elderly people being murdered in the streets. And it forced him to come up with uh, a long statement. I I guess it's worth sharing with you, uh, maybe. Let's see if we can pull that up here. Yeah, let me give it to you. And then I'll tell you what... uh, what Andy No reported when he got in contact with the citizen journalist who made that recording. First of all, here's Hernandez's statement. I'm against oppression. I'm against human suffering. I'm against attacking innocent people. I'm heartbroken for any loss of life at all. Yeah. Couldn't say that when you were live on camera, you loser. As I navigate our community's responses to the events of this past weekend, I find myself in a moment of deep reflection. My Asked. You wouldn't know a deep reflection if it bit you in yours. My deepest condolences are with all victims' families and all those still searching for or waiting to hear from their loved ones. I cannot imagine their pain and anguish. Did you hear one iota of condemnation for crossing in over a border into a sovereign nation and kidnapping and beheading and burning alive babies, raping young women, going to a music festival that was put on to celebrate or promote peace and slaughtering the people that are there. No. So he goes on. When we see injustice, we have an obligation to listen to what is happening so that we may act towards justice. I listened at a rally on Saturday in solidarity with the Colorado Palestinian community, not Hamas, because Palestinian people shared in the tragic loss of life this weekend. I did not speak or attend the rally in support of Hamas or in support of the attacks on Israel that took place over the weekend, nor did I, quote, spit on Israel. 
I have listened and heard deeply from Jewish and Israeli Coloradans who have called for my solidarity in mourning their losses as well. You are a liar. You could not condemn Hamas when you have the chance, and it's disgusting. So he goes on and on, but here's the backstory. Here's what is so disgusting about this human being. And um, tremendous thanks to the post-millennial and Andy No for getting this information out where we can see it and talk about it. We'll get back to it here. When, uh, when this reporter went up to Tim Hernandez um, and off-camera, according to the reporter, after the, he asked you know, or made the statement, you can't condemn women, children, and elderly people being murdered in the streets. And, uh, and Hernandez said, what about it? And then went on to say, you know, all three people that are going to watch your BS video, um, you know, I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is here. The reporter who has only released the name Russell and Hernandez said, all three people that are going to watch your video. And then it went absolutely viral. And here's what Russell told Andy No about what went down after. He got right in my face. This is the reporter Russell. Citizen reporter Russell, who got this viral video out of State Representative Hernandez, he got right in my face, literally nose to nose with me, and told me, quote, you don't want to mess with me. Do you know what happens to people who mess with me? I'm a gangster, Russell said about Hernandez. I mean, give me a break. And it goes on because Andy, no, I mean, he gets to the bottom of everything. The um, the person who wrote the article, Andy, no, in the post millennial tried to contact Hernandez for a comment, but uh, nobody responded. In fact, here's the note that Andy sent to Hernandez. Hello, Mr. Han- Hernandez. I'm reaching out for comment for the post millennial. The person who recorded the video asking you about your thoughts on the Hamas massacres said that after he stopped recording, you had threatened him. I would like to report out your side of the story. Did you make any comments that could be interpreted as threatening? And can you clarify if you agree with various DSA chapters, official statements expressing support for resistance tactics that include killing and kidnapping civilians? And Tim Hernandez never responded to that. The uh, I gave you a portion of his long and ridiculous statement, um, but... The social media says a lot, and it's so easy to grab. Apparently, Hernandez went back and started deleting a bunch of his social media posts, but he couldn't delete them all, and it's been discovered that he liked many posts that celebrated the Hamas atrocities. One of the posts he liked was written as the Hamas atrocities were still going on back on October 7th. It said the Palestinians have humiliated Israel. They have accomplished more in one morning using parachutes than Ukraine did in half a year using $80 billion LMAO, which means laugh my ass off. Your Colorado State Democrat representative, Tim Hernandez, liked that post. By the way, somebody's asking by text, what does DSA stand for? Democratic Socialists of America. They love this stuff. They support this stuff. And you can see it. You can read it. You can find it 
all the time. I'll tell you a couple of more disgusting posts from State Representative Tim Hernandez that he liked. He couldn't get rid of them all. But let's get to another call. Ted in Nebraska. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Earlier, before the break, he was mentioned about everybody needs to go out and practice uh, with their firearms. Yes. Uh, I just read an article today, and I don't know if you know any more about it, but it's I've only read it. I haven't been able to research it, that there are actually only four countries in the world that actually have a Second Amendment. United States, of course, Brazil and Venezuela, that don't sound like they enforce it very much. And there's one other country that I can't recall. But if Israel would have had a Second Amendment like United States was, they would not be in the situation that they're in right now. Do you know anything about if uh, Israel has a Second Amendment? I believe that there are only three countries in the world currently that have a constitutional right to own a gun. Um, I popped in the the search while you were uh, explaining what you thought, and what I came up with is from the Business Insider. The United States, Mexico, and Guatemala, six other countries, oh. used to have a constitutional right to bear arms, but they have since repealed those laws, and that uh, that potential fact came from Business Insider back in November of last year. Okay. I said, you know, what I did read was that uh, Israel most, I think they all have to go to the military, but once they get out of the military service, they have to turn their firearms back in and just the immediate military has access to them. Well, here, here, they could have stopped that deal. Here's another statistic from Fox News and a really good point. An armed society is definitely a polite society, isn't it, Ted? But uh, according to Fox News, only roughly 2%, and this is just two days ago, so probably an up-to-date statistic, only roughly 2% of the Israeli population owns guns. That compares to about 30% of the population owning a gun in the U.S., and uh, Fox News, I guess, was reporting from uh, something that the BBC had reported. In January, Israel announced it would speed up gun applications in response to a shooting in East Jerusalem that left seven people dead. So they may be rethinking that position. And you're right, you know, I've never been to Israel. I've heard people talk about it, obviously watched, you know, documentaries and movies and and, uh, news clips and things like that. And there are a lot of guns present. You know, there are guns in their schools. Uh, The military openly carry on the streets in Israel obviously as a result of the risk of terrorism and and spontaneous attacks or suicide attacks. Um, But, man, it didn't do them any good with this kind of a massacre, did it? I know that they used to uh, what they call Israeli carry, and they have now since went to having your firearm uh, bullet in the chamber because Hmm. there was too many people getting stabbed and by the time they got their weapon out, it was too late. So now they do it the correct way. Uh, they've got their firearm actually loaded. Well, that's very interesting. I, uh, I'll tell you, if if uh, just imagine being those young people at that peace, that music oh. festival for peace, 
and yeah. just the slaughter coming over the hill in the in the desert and the dust and the dirt and then all of a sudden I mean, you know, they literally were shooting in pe- in people's gas tanks as they were trying to get away and let let adults and children burn to death in these cars. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's just horrible. I've I've just refused to go on the internet and look at some of the horrific images. It just it, it's it's got to be terrible for them and anybody that that has to witness and see that it's it's amazing that that can happen in this world when that could probably have been prevented if they would have allowed a Second Amendment to help defend themselves. Yeah, I, the Second Amendment. Thank God, man. And we've got to have a Second Amendment to defend the first, don't we? Well, we do, you know. And, you know, you look at, like, all the places in America that we cannot carry weapons, you know, in a bank. How many times have banks get robbed? You're in there, you don't have your weapon, or you could have done something. Uh, in, in in football stadiums, you know, like a, that to me looks like that could be one of the <laughs> main targets if, if that's what they wanted to do. It's, it's just crazy. Well, and I know you're in Nebraska, Ted, but I'm sure you remember the Aurora um, theater shooting here in Colorado, yes, uh, another massacre, and that that criminal, that psychotic went out of his way, went further away from his home, uh, past theaters that didn't ban guns, to a theater uh-huh. that had a gun ban on it. And so, yeah. duh, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it I, is... just, I don't know why they, they want to take the, the guns away from the good people. That can protect yourself or others around you. It's not like the good people are going to go on a a rampage and just have a shootout in a stadium or a theater like that. I mean, that guy wouldn't have stood a chance if anybody would have been armed. You know, I'm sure there would have been some casualties, but it would have been nothing like what happened there. Yeah. Uh, Good guys with a gun are there, or we hope, pray to God are there, because the cops aren't. And this is no diss on cops, but... They can only come when they're called. They they can't foresee a crime. And they're always, you know, I mean, occasionally not true, but usually two, three, five, six, or if you're outside the metro area, more minutes away. So I, oh, yeah. yeah, I, uh, and, and with what we've allowed over our southern border uh, over the last two years under, under the uh, loves to shower with daughter putative president that we have in place right now is, uh. It's just terrifying, and so I am. I am dead serious. If you, if you believe in protecting yourself and you utilize firearms, train, get ready. Uh, yes, sir. I, I firmly believe in, and that uh, it, it that just scares me. That you know, I think what I've read is that every state has their right to protect their borders. I just can't imagine that the people in Texas with as many firearms as they've had and knowing some Texans myself, why they're not down there on the border just stopping that other than the feds down there preventing it. Well, you got it. You got it. They'd be they would be arrested and people are fearful. And, you know, we we forget that the United States of America is not some giant federal conglomerate. It is a it is a compilation of 50 different states each and every one sovereign 
And uh, yeah. I, w- I wish more of the good people of Texas could uh, find a way to stand up and remember that as well. But I do understand the dilemma. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, and I enjoy your show. It's great to hear from you all the way over there in Nebraska, Ted. Thank you very much, and have a great rest of your weekend. God bless. Yes, sir. You as well. We are late on the break, so I will finish the Hernandez takedown, this disgusting example of a human being, the Democrats, Socialists of America, finding their way into positions of power, Tlaib, Omar, others who will not condemn the execution of babies and moms and grandmas. This is where we are right now. So be aware, be careful. We'll wrap up that story, and then I will get to the almost 60, not six, but $60 billion that creepy, sleepy, sniffy Joe Biden, trippy Joe Biden, upstairs only. I've never seen him trip down. He only trips walking across the stage at the Air Force or going up even three or four stairs. But uh, what he has done to make this world a less safe place, you need to know about it. We'll talk about that and some controversial comments, at least Ron DeSantis thinks so, from former President Donald J. Trump. We'll get to those before this show is over as well. So I hope you stay right there. Our phone number, 303-696-1971, with Randy Corcoran here on 710-KNUS. And back at 6.30, halfway through the show, Randy Corcoran here, 303-696-1971 is our phone number. And we're wrapping up the story about... Democrat Socialist of America, radically left-wing, sick, terrorist-loving, Colorado State Representative, appointed Colorado State Representative Tim Hernandez. And in case you're just joining the show or haven't heard this story, here's, here's what started this all. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you are protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are going to watch your wrestle. Yeah, that turned into 12 million people who watched his bull s video. Uh, this citizen journalist Russell. And Russell reported that after he turned off the recording that that uh, Martin or Hernandez got right in his face, literally nose to nose. This is a quote. He got right in my face, literally nose to nose with me and told me, you don't want to mess with me. Do you know what happens to people who mess with me? I'm a gangster. And, you know, contacted him for comment. No response. Hernandez unshared deleted posts on his social media. And, but he could not get rid of it all. And, um, There were so many likes, just radical posts that he liked. And uh, here's one of them. The Palestinians have humiliated Israel. They have accomplished more in one morning using parachutes than Ukraine did in half a year using $80 billion. Another post that Hernandez liked was written by Hannah Riley, and she's an Atlanta activist for the domestic terrorism Antifa-linked Defend the Atlanta Forest Movement. In September, 61 members of that far-left extremist group were named in a Fulton County grand jury indictment on RICO and domestic terrorism or money laundering charges. 
And uh, she said, pay real close attention to who gets described as a terrorist when fighting for freedom from Atlanta to Palestine. Hernandez liked that post. He also liked a Malcolm X post. Anyone who's depriving you of freedom isn't deserving of a peaceful approach by the ones who are being deprived of their freedoms. Just unbelievable. Now, this guy was just appointed to a vacant seat by Colorado Democrats, just took office in September 12th, and has already been forced to apologize for his radical and ridiculous statements and lack of pushback on the slaughter of innocent babies and children. He's an outright self-avowed member of the Democrat Socialists of America. And here's the scary part. You need to be paying attention to who is teaching your children because Hernandez worked as a high school ethnic studies teacher, high school ethnic studies teacher in Aurora and in Denver. Just incredible. The uh, New York City chapter of the Democrat Socialists of America, which uh, claims Alexandria Ocasio-Cortex. Actually, I got that wrong. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortex is a member of Denver Socialists of America of New York. And they uh, they promoted that horrible, huge Palestinian celebration rally in Times Square the day after the massacre. San Francisco chapter of DSA, of which state representative Hernandez is a member in San Francisco. They said socialists support, in fact, they said more than that. Violent oppression inevitably produces resistance. Socialists support the Palestinian peoples and all peoples right to resist and fight for their own liberation. This weekend's events are no different. Decolonization is the only path towards peace a better world is possible we call on all those who share our vision of global working of global working class emancipation to join the fight to end the occupation and decolonize palestine what a simplistic view of that dispute absolutely incredible hernandez before he was sworn into the in office he boasted about his students applauding the death of Queen Elizabeth II in a September 2022 post. Unbelievable. Denver Westward, September 9, 2022, said Tim Hernandez's students applauded when they heard Queen Elizabeth II was dead. This is what happened next. And Tim responded to the Denver Westward post. In case you're new to this page, we teach on the side of resistance. At every turn, I refuse to police the reactions of my students who come from backgrounds rife with colonial history, present and past, in favor of what, quote, compassion others believe we should show a colonizer. There's a picture of State Representative Hernandez's classroom. Started decorating my first classroom today. These foos ain't ready. Black Lives Matter, Rainbow Coalition, some of these flags I do not recognize, but dude's been teaching your kids, and now he's voting in your state legislator. It's just, amer- it's just amazing. In August, and then we'll probably wrap it up here, but he recounts being asked by a student why there wasn't an American flag on his wall. And Hernandez wrote this, quote, My response 
America is an empire, and we don't wave the flags of empires in a place where we talk about freedom. What a naive fool. Flags, flags that fe- are featured in his classroom, the ones I don't recognize, Black Panther's Party, Palestine, Black Lives Matter, I noticed, and anarchist communist symbols. Colorado Democrat Party was reached out to for comment, and they had nothing to say. Just fantastic reporting from my friend Andy No in the post-millennial. So now you know everything you need to know about this clown. And the outcry from that video that he said, yeah, you're only going to get three, you know, three people who are going to watch your BS video. Millions of people saw it. It was called out publicly by United States senators like Ted Cruz and national pundits and broadcasters. Thank God. Are you waking up yet? Man, I hope so. So a couple things that are still on the table. The controversial, according to Ron DeSantis, comments by Donald Trump regarding Bibi Netanyahu and Hezbollah. We'll play them. We'll play what the mole, the mountain that DeSantis is trying to make out of the molehill, the out-of-context molehill, as he continues to just dive bomb in the polls. Some polls have Donald Trump up 60 points. 50 points, 40 points, just incredible. But DeSantis, you know, he's a darling now, the corrupt-coordinated Democrat-controlled media machine, anytime he's willing to bash Trump. So he's getting a lot of, you know, free press. And um, and we'll dig into that. And then, But before we do any of that, I want to explain, we'll do it after this next break, the not $6 billion, but $60 billion made available to terrorism, to Iran and their their terrorist wings by creepy, sleepy, touchy-feely Joe Biden. We'll do that next when we return here on 710-KNUS. We all know the Righteous Brothers version of that amazing song, When a Man Loves a Woman, but uh, Percy Sledge knocked it out pretty hard as well, and, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. We are back at 6.45, and uh, just amazing the things that pop up on social media. This, um, uh, you know, if I was getting ready to talk about the, uh, you know what, maybe I'll save this uh, this video of Nine News's Marshall Zellinger, who brings up the, the Trump comments that I'm going to talk about. Looks like it will take us into the next hour now. But I keep promising to spell out the $60 billion, so let's get that piece done now. So everybody knows about the $6 billion that creepy, sleepy Joe Biden released, took the brakes off of, freed up for Iran in exchange as ransom for five Americans. So apparently now the going price for a, an American hostage if they're taken in the Middle East, is $1.2 billion apiece. Now, do you think that any of the cash-hungry terrorists in the Middle East are looking at that and deciding, whoa, boy, if we can just get our hands on some Americans, $1.2 billion apiece, aren't there about 20 American hostages now, over 20 Americans dead in the assault, the terrorist attack on Israel last Saturday, 
1.2 billion apiece. Then there was $10 billion that was being held in Iraq that Biden, once he took over, released to Iran. So that puts us about $16 billion. Then Biden stopped enforcing the oil sanctions on Iran over the last couple of years. So $40 billion worth of oil revenue has been released or allowed to flow into Iran. They're now producing and selling. Listen to this. And much of it goes to China, our other world enemy. Two million barrels of oil per day. Donald Trump had them on their knees with sanctions. Two million barrels per day, $40 billion worth of oil. So that puts us up, what, 40, 20, 40, yeah, 56. And then there is millions and millions of dollars more that have literally gone directly into Gaza. And Senator Ted Cruz, who has access to the information and always brings the receipts, had this to say on his podcast, Verdict, back on Wednesday. Two million barrels of oil. Now, I got to say, in the debate over the money, people are saying money is fungible, money is fungible. That's absolutely true. That's part of the argument. That's part of the argument about the $6 billion and, and, and the marionettes who are defending the, the White House. They say, well, the $6 billion could only be spent on humanitarian purposes. And it's absolutely true that money's fungible. So if you fill $6 billion in one pot, they can spend other money on terrorism and attacking Israel. But that doesn't address the $10 billion. And it certainly doesn't address the $40 billion in oil revenues, which can be spent on any damn thing they want. And there's actually, Ben, there's a fourth bucket of money that almost no one in the press is addressing, which is the hundreds of millions of dollars that the Biden administration has sent to Gaza. And, and when they sent it to Gaza... At the time, I, I led a coalition of 17 senators urging the Biden administration, do not send this to Gaza. If you send it to Gaza, it will go to Hamas, and Hamas will use it for terrorism. 17 senators all together joined me in sending that letter. Now, on the other side, in the House... Some 150 House members, all Democrats, wrote a letter urging, 145 actually House Democrats, sent a letter urging that the money be released to Hamas. That included, among others, Colin Allred from Texas. 145 Democrats sent that letter urging the Biden administration to send hundreds of millions to, to Gaza. Now, what happened? The Biden administration assessed it, and here is the amazing thing, which, again, the media is not covering. The Biden administration knew for a fact that the money they were sending to Gaza would fund terrorism. Let me read you the quote from the internal Biden administration document. Quote, due to its overall strength and level of control over Gaza, we assess there is a high risk Hamas could potentially derive indirect 
unintentional benefits from U.S. assistance to Gaza. In other words, this money, there's a high risk it'll be used by Hamas for terrorism. And you know what they did? They didn't say, oh, we don't want to fund terrorism. We don't want to fund death squads murdering Israelis. Instead, they said, no, actually we do. So they waived the anti-terrorism restrictions under U.S. law, and they sent the money anyway. And, and, and in the press conference on Tuesday, Joe Biden did not address one syllable of one word of anything I just said. He didn't address any of the four pots of money that in a very, very real sense, the death squads and the worst attack on Israel in 50 years was funded by money the Biden administration chose to send to Iran and chose to send to Hamas, which is controlled and funded by Iran. And so where does that leave us here at 652 on a Saturday night in beautiful, sad, pathetic Denver, Colorado? Israel prepared to launch their ground offensive. We have now a second carrier who over there to protect Israel from attack from outsiders. And they're about to launch this ground offensive that is going to be, you know, they've demolished most of the buildings. They said they were going to reduce the Gaza Strip to a tent city. They know that they've got terrorists hiding in holes and and uh, they quite often hole up, you know, in basements of residential homes, of churches, of hospitals or whatever, because they know that Israel is going to tiptoe around any time that civilians are being used like a shield. But be compare the world to two and a half or three years ago. The Abraham Accords under Donald Trump, multiple countries entering into peace treaties, you know, and mutual peace treaties with Israel. Saudi Arabia was discussing. In fact, some people speculate that the reason that this particular attack on Israel happened when it did is because Saudi Arabia and Israel were negotiating for peace. Even Fox News and Brett Baer, like him or not, I mean, he's he is a smart dude. And he had John Kirby, the disgusting, just these people, he's a four-star admiral, woke as can be and willing to lie through his teeth for the Biden administration, Brett Baer, pushing John Kirby, the coordinator for strategic communications at the National Security Council in the White House for over a year and a half now. Brett Baer was pushing him. Uh, I don't have any policy decisions with respect to that to, to speak to you today, Brett. Uh, I, I think it's important for people to remember that not a single dinar uh, of that of those funds has gone into Iran. Not one. Not not any. No, nothing's been allocated out of that fund. Yeah, John, uh, and we're, we're going to watch this. Block. Money's fungible. You get six billion dollars over here for humanitarian and food. So then, so then you can move money someplace else. And then you have the the not enforcing sanctions that allows Iran to cash in on its its oil around the world. Brett, I, Brett, with all due respect, I just got to push back on you there. We, it's not that we're not enforcing sanctions. We have been enforcing them. As a matter of fact, we've added sanctions. We've we've sanctioned 400 entities in Iran just in the beginning of this administration. Let alone the sanctions that came before us. And as for the fungibility, uh, again, that money was never going to be tapped by the Iranian regime. They were never going to see it themselves. It was always going to go to vendors that we approved, 
to go to buy humanitarian assistance and me medical and food to get to the directly to the Iranian people. The, the regime was never going to see that or feel that, oh and they haven't God. asked for it. And the other thing I'll say, Brett, just before we get off this topic, is no, no, John, I want to just push like, back on, on one thing. You said that the sanctions are being uh, enforced. The Iranian exports of oil to China, 2020, 6.6 6 billion. 2021, 23.1 billion. 2022, 30 billion dollars. So how is that enforcing the sanctions on Iran. Just incredible how these people will lie right straight to your face. These are very dangerous times. And I've said this a couple times during the show with the status of our open border, the number of terrorists, military aged young men, single young men that have been caught at the border and some returned Imagine how many have slipped through. I believe that cells are being built and attacks are eminent while we are in this weakened position under this horrible, horrible regime. A regime that had to steal an election to take power. Oh, you can't say that. Really? Man, the evidence is everywhere. And I, you know, I've thrown down this gauntlet so many times. Anybody with a TV camera, anybody with a microphone, a blog, a newspaper article, you don't need machines. And I think we have machine problems, but you don't need machines to demonstrate a rigged, untransparent, unfair, unconstitutional election. You don't need it. You simply don't need it. And I got to tell you, I'm on these national calls every single week with people around the country who are doing amazing things to wake people up, to change some of the rules and regulations and laws that were supposedly temporarily passed because of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus that the Democrats are fighting tooth and nail to make permanent parts of our ridiculous unsafe, unprotected election system right now. And in spite of it all, in 2020, in spite of it all, Donald Trump only lost that election by about 40,000 votes in just the right places. So there is reason for hope, but man, there's nobody that's going to protect you. There's nobody that's going to save you right now. If people like those that invaded Israel a week ago, burned babies alive, severed their heads from their bodies, took young women from a, a music festival celebrating peace, stripped her down, raped her, drove her around in a truck, spit on her. If those people are infiltrating our country, who is going to protect you? You must protect you. So when we come back, we will kick it off. Just found this on my social media. Marshall Zellinger on Nine News saying, yes, Democrat State Representative Tim Hernandez should be called on the carpet for failing to push back. But those Republicans, that chair of the Republican Party and Donald Trump. We'll get to it all next. Stay with us. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.